Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Before we get into today's show, I want to give you a heads up about a guest appearance that I am making on another podcast. Remember, I've told you for a long time about Adam Graham's podcast, The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Well, he has a second or third, he has a ton of, he has a ton of OTR based podcasts. And one of them is called The Amazing World of Radio. And coming up on March 15th, I am a guest on Adam's show on The Amazing World of Radio. He's going to be playing the Lux Radio Theater version of the Life of Riley movie that came out in theaters in 1949. You can watch that on YouTube at any time if you so choose. Now, we've been listening to the Life of Riley radio show on this podcast since we began. That's like four years. So I encourage you to head over to greatdetectives.net forward slash detectives forward slash category forward slash amazing radio. Or you can find that podcast on any of the many listening platforms out there. That Life of Riley show on the amazing world of radio appears on March 15th. In today's episode of The Aldrich Family, they get into a stressful situation. I don't know how they always do this, but they get into another one of having two additional families stay over at their home. They also get confused as to who's going to sleep where, and some people don't have any place to sleep. Now, speaking of stress and loss of focus, have you tried Magic Mind? If you heard the last podcast, I told you about this two-ounce shot of brain food that I swear by. The Aldriches should have used it, and so should you, because organic matcha tea is a natural, longer-lasting source of caffeine, and lion's mane mushrooms and the herb Bacoba monieri will boost your clarity and focus, not to mention reduce stress. That's what the Aldriches needed, and I'm sure that's what you need, because I know that's what I need, and it works. It also contains a lot of other great ingredients like vitamin C, vitamin D, and echinacea. Now, Magic Mind is green, so you may think, oh, it's going to taste like our lawn. I know I did it first, but it doesn't. It tastes great. It has a kind of citrusy taste. So I really think you'll like it. It's kind of a grapefruity orange. I don't know how to describe it, but it's pretty good. I totally recommend you go check them out at www.magicmind.co forward slash classic comedy. The Magic Mind team created a super offer for me to share with you, my listeners. Now, the best way to get Magic Mind is by a subscription And you can get up to 56% off your first subscription in the next 10 days and 20% off any one-time purchase with my code ClassicComedy20. Again, you get it at www.magicmind.co forward slash ClassicComedy. Redeem that discount code ClassicComedy20. That's ClassicComedy20. But don't wait. That 56% discount on subscriptions only lasts 10 days from our episode airing date. Really, folks, like I said last time, our podcast may be all about comedy, but this is no joke. Try Magic Mind today. Without further ado, let's listen to today's show, which is entitled, Everyone Sleeps Over, 
and it's the 206th episode of The Aldrich Family. It originally aired on October 7th, 1943. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! Postum presents The Aldrich Family, written by Clifford Goldsmith. Entertainment for all the family, brought to you by Postum, a tempting, wholesome drink for all the family. Postum. Before we join the Aldrich family, may we offer you a friendly challenge? I've heard it said that if the average person hears five separate statements, he has a hard time repeating even four of them. See how far above average you are. One? Many people can drink coffee without ill effects. But there are a good many other people whose nerves are set on edge by coffee. Two? People who are affected by coffee may find it helpful to drink Postum regularly instead of coffee. Three? Postum contains no caffeine. No stimulant of any kind that could possibly upset anybody's nerves. Four, Postum is a hearty, robust, really swell drink. Enjoyed every mealtime by millions of Americans. Five, you can get Postum at your grocer's. Now, how many of those statements can you remember? Well, I'll give you a little tip. If you remember only the last one to get Postum at your grocer's, then you've remembered the one that you will be most grateful for. For it's when you get it that you can give Postum a fair trial. You can then see if you don't agree that Postum is a grand drink. See if you aren't much less nervous, more at ease, thanks to your switch to Postum. One of the attractive things about teenage youngsters is that they manage to get a lot of fun out of things which, to their elders, are apt to be pretty much of a bore. Let's see how Henry Aldrich handles the problem of moving day, for instance. The scene opens in Kathleen Anderson's living room. Now, wait a second, Homer. Kathleen asked me to lift that box for her. Henry, will you take your hands off it? You're only making it heavier. I know, Homer, but everything I've picked up, you've tried to grab, too. Anybody think the Andersons weren't able to move without your butting in? All right, then, all right, then take it. And I hope you break your back. Well, gee whiz, Homer, that's a nice thing to do. Right on Kathleen's mother's hardwood floor. They're moving out of here, aren't they? And someone's moving in, aren't they? Henry, did you hurt yourself? No, I didn't hurt myself. Homer, could you... Could you... Give me a hand with this. I thought you wanted to lift it yourself. Wait a second now, and I'll put this other pile of books in. Oh, you're going to put more in it? Henry, we have to get everything we own out of here by tonight. You do? Yes, Henry. Well, gee, where are you going to have dinner? I don't know. Listen, Kathleen, why don't you come over to our house for dinner? Over to your house? Really, Homer? Homer, over to your house? And now, wait a second. Why should she want to come over to your house? Why shouldn't she? Because, Homer, in the first place, your mother and father are both on a diet. And, and you know what that means? What does it mean? Henry! Yes, Mrs. Anderson? Are you calling I? Could you come here and help me with this stepladder? Yes, sure. Homer, move that box of books out, of the, out on the porch for Kathleen. Alone? Is it too heavy for you, Homer? Well, I'll tell you. Listen, Kathleen, why don't you all come over for dinner? As long as your mother's going to have all your dishes packed. Oh, I don't think we should impose on your mother and father like that, Homer. Well, that's the beautiful part of it. If you come over, my mother will have to cook something good for a change. No, Homer, I don't think we'd better. Now, would you move that box, please? Okay. 
Say, I've got a better idea, Kathleen. I'll go home and ask my mother. Then I can explain the whole thing. And if she says she'd rather we wouldn't come, will you be frank and tell us so? Oh, gee whiz, Kathleen. You don't have to worry about a thing like that. Hey, Homer, how about coming down in the basement and give me a hand with a barrel of stuff? I've got to beat it, Henry. As soon as you get the barrel up, move that box of books there. Listen, Kathleen, where's he going? Home to see whether his mother would mind having anyone extra for dinner. You mean you're going? You're going? Instead of coming over to my house? Well, Henry hadn't even mentioned your house. Kathleen, don't you remember my saying... My saying... Don't you want to eat with my family? I didn't say I didn't want to. I'd much rather, only... Only how about your mother? My mother? What would my mother have to do with your coming over for dinner? I mean... All I have to do is phone and say you're coming. Hello? My goodness, I guess your mother's better natured than my mother. Oh, gee, as soon as I say... Number, please. Listen, mother. Number, please. Oh, uh, Elm 303. Elm 303? Kathleen? Yes, Mother? Could you help me, please? All right. And I have something awfully nice to tell you. And Kathleen, after dinner, maybe we can go to the movie. Hello? Hello? Listen, Mother. Henry, where are you? Why, I'm just over helping. Uh, I'm sort of... You won't be late getting home for dinner tonight, will you, dear? We're going to eat early. Oh, we are? Mother, I, I want to tell you something. What is it? You know the Andersons. Has something happened to them? No, they're in an awful predicament. They have to get out of their house by tonight, see? Really? Where are they going? Over on Center Street. Well, that'll be nice. Well, don't be late, will you, dear? Wait a second, Mother. I haven't finished with their predicament. Dear, I can't stand here and talk with you. I'm putting up applesauce. You are? Well, well, that's good. How would you... Well, what would you think of sort of helping out and, and asking Kathleen to come and eat with us? Henry, this is no time to ask anyone for dinner. I've got jars and applesauce all over the kitchen. But, Mother, she's very fond of applesauce. Frankly, Henry, I don't like you bringing home a guest when I'm working as hard as I am. But, Mother... Dear, you may have her any night but tonight. Henry! Look, Mother, let me explain something. Henry, there's nothing to explain. Henry! Mother, listen! Goodbye, dear. But, Mother... Henry, did you get your mother? Yes, and... Boy, That's wonderful, because Mother says she'd be glad to let me go. What's that? Well, that's fine. In the first place, Alice, Henry shouldn't have asked you. But, Sam, I told him he could not have Kathleen tonight. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. Not that Kathleen isn't welcome here, but there's a chance that Ed Wilson will be in town. You mean you've asked him to have dinner here? No, Alice, but if he does arrive in town tonight, I'd like to feel free to ask him for dinner so we can talk business. Then I'm all the more glad Kathleen isn't coming. Mother! Henry, is that you? Yes. Where are you? We're in the living room. We'd like very much to speak to you. You mean Father's in there with you? I am. Oh, oh. Hello, Father. Hello. Henry, I certainly hope Kathleen understood why I couldn't have her tonight. Well, Mother... If you aren't awfully busy, could I speak to you out in the dining room where we can be alone? I mean... Dear, there's no use you're bringing the subject up. Your father agrees with me we cannot have Kathleen tonight. Oh, we can't? Henry, remember this for as long as you live. Don't ever ask anyone to this house for dinner as a... as a surprise to us. Yes, Father. Is that clear, dear? Yes, Mother. That doesn't go just for Kathleen. It goes for Homer Brown. For Jimmy Bartlett. Yes, or... Father. For everyone and anyone you happen to have an impulse to ask. Yes, Mother. Only only first, there's just one thing I want to explain. Don't try to explain anything. Kathleen is out of the picture as far as tonight is concerned. But Sam, where are you going? Out of the garden. Mother, would you be interested in listening to me? Henry, let's not hear any more about it. But, Mother, look what Mrs. Anderson gave me. What is it? Are those ration stamps? Yes, sure. She felt that bad about it. Well, my goodness. Look, three stamps. That gives you some idea, Mother, of how... 
Uh, Pa, why, Henry, you certainly couldn't have been very cordial in your invitation. What's that? Henry, what did you say to Mrs. Anderson that made her feel she had to give you those? That's the funny part of it. It came right out of a clear blue sky. Here, do you realize how embarrassed this makes me feel? Apparently, she thought the reason we couldn't have Kathleen was because we didn't have enough ration stamps. Why, Mother? Dear, when you're inviting anyone for dinner, there are two ways to do it. Either don't ask them at all, or you ask them wholeheartedly and really make them feel as though they're wanted. You do? Yes, dear, of course you do. What's the Anderson's number? You're going to call them? Of course I am. Why, it's it's Elm 344. Elm 344? Number, please. Operator, I want Elm 344. Elm 344? Henry, do you see that list of groceries on the table? Yes, Mother. Now, I want you to take it and go right over to the store. Yes, sure, and thanks very much. And don't even mention this to your father. You let me explain things to him. Yes, Mother. Hello. Hello. Is this Betty Anderson? Yes. This is Alice Aldridge, dear. I've just been talking with Henry, and frankly, Betty, I've never been quite so embarrassed. What about Alice? Anyone that has to move at a time like this and is in the position you're in... Well, Betty, we'd just love to help you all. Oh, really? All of us? Of course. What's that? Uh, What's that? Oh, you mean you can all... Well, that's fine, Betty. Uh... I was afraid for a minute Henry had asked just Kathleen. Now, Alice, are you sure you can have us all on this short notice? Why, why, Betty, I give you my word, nothing would give us more pleasure than making you feel that our home is your home. Really, Alice? Well, that's awfully sweet of you. Not at all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sam! Sam, I've got to tell you something! have come to the rescue. They've asked us over to their house. Yes? For the next three days? Why, no, Bob. No, of course not. Just for dinner. Well, that takes care of one meal, but where are we going to stay tonight and tomorrow night until the other place is ready? Well, couldn't you get rooms at the mansion house? No, no, no. They're all filled up. You don't suppose the Aldridge's would put us up for a few days, do you? Now, Bob, I'm even a little embarrassed about going over there for dinner. Do they know we can't move into the other house? Yes. Then I don't see why they don't ask us. We do the same for them. Well, Alice Aldridge did say she wanted us to feel that their home was our home. But I don't think she expects us to stay three days. Why don't you call her back and make sure? Now, Bob, I can't do that. Let's just wait and see what happens. Very well. And, Bob, somebody's at the door. I've just got to hang up and see who it is. Goodbye. Goodbye. Anderson. Where are you? I'm out here in the front hall. Is is Kathleen here? Hello, Henry. What is it? Nothing, Kathleen. Nothing. I was just on my way to get some groceries for uh, for something, and, and I just thought I'd drop in. Oh. All I want to know is, I want to make sure. Yes, Henry? Well, I want to be positive, see? Yes, Henry. I just had a talk with my mother, and, and she called you, didn't she? Yes, and that was very sweet of her. Boy, was she upset over the way I asked Kathleen. Well, your mother was certainly nice to call and ask us all. Oh, all of you? Yes. Well, gee, that's the way my mother is. Once she decides to do something, she'll even turn over her whole house to you. Really? As a matter of fact, Henry, she did say we were to feel your home was our home. Sure. All she's got to know is you're in a jam. And, and boy. Only, Henry, are you positive we won't be crowding you? Crowding us? Gee whiz, how could you do a thing like that? Are you sure, Henry? Kathleen, you talk as though we'd never had company before. Gee whiz, there's plenty of room. And your mother told you to say that? Sure. She certainly said I was to be cordial. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, and thanks very much for coming over. Kathleen, go to the phone and call your father. Yes, Mother. Tell him it's all settled. We won't have to go to the hotel. Bye, Kathleen. 
Yes, Homer, where are you? I'm out here at the back door. Where are you? I'm just going to put in a phone call. Well, look, I've got a sort of embarrassing message for you, see? My mother said she'd like to have you folks come for dinner. In fact, there's nothing she'd rather have you do. Only, don't you think as long as you folks are going to be so tired from moving and everything, it would be better to wait and come sometime afterwards when you feel fresher? And you can keep your mind on what you're eating. Well, Homer, as a matter of fact, we're all going over to Henry. For dinner? Yes. Everybody? Well, gee whiz, that's a fine thing. Could I use your telephone before you do? I guess so. Hello? If that isn't a gee whiz. Number, please. Elm 232. Elm 232? And Homer, as soon as you get through, could you come in the living room and help me move that box of books for Mother? Didn't Henry take care of it? Of all of... Hello? Hello, Mother. I won't be home for dinner. Why not? The Aldriches are throwing a party. But, Mother, I didn't ask them all for dinner. You did. Well, incidentally, since you knew how many would be here, why didn't you get enough string beans? I did. That's the beautiful part of it. Then why didn't you tell me before I sent your father to the store? You did? Well... I'll go right down and get him. Now, don't do anything more. You've done enough as it is. Where are you going? Over to Mrs. Kilmer's and try to borrow a large tablecloth. And, dear, I hope you'll let this be a lesson. Don't ever, ever start inviting people in a wholesale way like this again. Yes, Mother. Only I just asked Kathleen. And please go answer that phone. Yes, Mother. Maybe this is Mrs. Anderson saying they thought it over and none of them can come except Kathleen. Hello? Hello. May I speak with Mr. Aldrich, please? Why, Mr. Aldridge isn't here right now. Could you tell me how I might get in touch with him, please? I don't think you can. He's out trying to scrape up some string beans. What's that? May I ask who this is speaking? This is his son. Oh, yes. This is Mr. Wilson. I believe I met you when I was in town last week. Oh, yes. Up on the roof. Henry, I'm in sort of a jam down here at the hotel. I've been trying to get a room, and they tell me there isn't a chance. There isn't? As a matter of fact, even the dining room is packed. You mean you can't get in and get anything? That's why I called. I was wondering whether you might have any suggestion to make. Well, I tell you, no. What's that? I'm pretty sure I'd better not make that one. Do you know any place to get a room or a meal? Why, no. No, my mother was just saying a little while ago, no, everything's all tied up. I see. How about, how about my father phoning you when he comes in? That won't do any good. I can't wait here. I've got to find a place to eat and sleep. Oh. Just forget the whole thing. Goodbye. Poor Henry. He certainly picked the wrong time to take his parents literally. But if I may say so, it's the right time for you to take me literally when I suggest that some of you have a big surprise coming the first time you try Postum. For undoubtedly, some of you will take your first sip of Postum, expecting it to taste like coffee, and it doesn't. Postum is an entirely different drink, which you shouldn't expect to taste like coffee any more than you'd expect coffee to taste like tea. The flavor of Postum is distinctively its own, and so lusty and satisfying, so incomparably good, that whole families favor Postum over any other mealtime drink they've tried. We'd like you to enjoy Postum too, friends. Enjoy the rich, hearty, bracing flavor and discover why one of America's great mealtime drinks is Postum. Now, getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. 
The Aldriches are upset to think that Kathleen Anderson and her family are coming for dinner this evening, never dreaming that the Andersons are really preparing to stay for three days. The scene opens in the Aldrich living room. Mr. Aldrich is speaking. Alice, where are you? I'm in here straightening up the living room, Sam. My goodness, where have you been all this time? I've been out trying to find enough groceries. But, dear, do you realize there's hardly an hour left before the Andersons will be here? Alice, I couldn't help it if somebody had bought all the string beans in town. The Andersons will have to eat eggplant. I do hope they won't stay long after dinner. Father, is that you? It is. Well, gee whiz, I've been waiting for you. There was a phone call for you. Yes? From Mr. Wilson? Yes, sir. Oh, then he's in town. That's fine. I tried to phone him from the drugstore. Yes, Father. And why are they jammed down at the hotel? You mean he can't get a room? No, sir. Well, you told him to come up here, didn't you? Up here? What for? Why, for dinner, dear, and stay overnight. Why? No, Mr. Wilson, he came to town to do business with me. I know, Father, but you gave me a lecture about asking people right out of a clear sky like that. There's nothing about it that's out of a clear sky. Where did he say I could reach him? He said you couldn't. He said he was going out to look for some place to sleep. Henry Aldrich! But, but, Mother, you... Don't you see the position I was in? Henry, if we have antagonized Mr. Wilson and he goes back to Chicago without seeing me, I'll... I'll... Now, Sam, I'm sorry, Father. But, Alice, of all the people we know, Ed Wilson... Ed Wilson, after all, we do have a guest Now, group. Sam, don't be upset. That's probably Mr. Wilson at the door this minute. Yes? Well, gee whiz, let me go to the door. I'd like to be the one who invites him in. Now, wait a minute, Henry. Wait a minute. What's the matter? Alice, look out the window. Where, Sam? Look who's on the front porch. Oh, gee whiz, it's Kathleen and her mother. Sam. Sam, what are they here now for? I don't know. What time did you tell them to come? Oh, I certainly didn't tell them to come this early. I'm not even dressed. Father, do you suppose something's happened and they can't come? What do you mean they can't come? Sam, don't let them in until I get these papers straightened up. Can't one of you help me with them? Where do you want me to put them? Here, Henry, take them out to the kitchen. Yes, Father. Sam, open the door. Yes, Only wait a minute, dear. Here's a match I didn't pick up. Henry, take this match out, too. Who's going to notice a match at a time like this? Well, well, hello there. Hello, Sam. Hello, Alice. Betty, dear, hello. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Aldrich. Hello. Don't tell me you can't... you can't... Come in. I thought perhaps it would be too early for you, but that house is driving me crazy. I just had to get out of it. Well, it's quite all right. Tell me, where's Bob? He's coming with the car, Alice. Oh. Yes, Mother and I walked over. Really? Well, that's just fine. Yes, that's fine. Let's, let's all sit down. Mr. Aldridge, is Henry here? Oh, yes, Kathleen. Henry! Henry! I guess he doesn't hear. You'll be back in a minute, though. Suppose I go and get him. I've got one or two little things to attend to in the kitchen. Anyhow, if you'll just excuse me. Can Kathleen and I help you, Alice? No, dear. There isn't a thing to do. But there's the doorbell. I guess that's Father. Yeah? Well, that's fine. Mr. Aldrich, do you suppose you could go out and help him bring in Grandmother? What? What's that? Yes, Sam. Bob's mother. You remember her, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's fine. Hello, Sam. Here we come. Hello, Bob. And Mrs. Anderson, how are you? Uh, just take her other arm, Sam. Yeah? All right, sir. Here we come. You want some help, Father? Uh, yes, Kathleen. Go out to the car and get Grandmother's cushion. All right. Have you any idea where Henry is? Henry! Henry! I hope we're not going to be crowding you, Sam. No, no, not at all. Everything's going to be fine. Here we go, Grandmother. Right down into the big chair. Uh, what do you want me to do? Uh, just let go of her, Sam. She does better if you let her drop in. Yeah? Well, that's fine. There we are. Sam, I can't begin to tell you how grateful we are for your pulling us out of this jam. That's all right. Yes, indeed. Now, Sam, I want to tell you one thing. Betty and I decided before we came over we're going to make as little trouble for you as possible. Now, Bob, what are you talking about trouble for? Well, let's work out a schedule for the bathroom. You know what I mean? So we won't get in your way. What's that? And tell me frankly, Sam, would you rather we eat with you or a little ahead of you? What's that? 
Well, why don't you let us do this? I was just thinking, we'll eat first and clean up the kitchen and get out of your way. The kitchen? Sam! Yes, Alice, what is it? Could you please come here right away? Yes, Alice. If you folks would excuse me, I'll go see what she wants. Uh, Sam, do you suppose there'd be any objections to Grandmother eating upstairs? Upstairs? Well, no, that would be fine. Sam, I want you to tell me something. Alice, there's something I want you to tell me. Dear, can you cut these string beans while I go up and change my clothes? Alice, what's going on here? What do you mean? The Andersons don't want to eat with us. You mean they're leaving? No, they want to eat in the kitchen before we do. And Grandmother's going to eat upstairs. What's that? What Grandmother? Alice, what do they mean by wanting a schedule for the bathroom? Well, these show them where it is. No, they want a schedule for it, a schedule. Dear, what are you talking about? Oh, my goodness, who do you suppose that is? I don't know who it is. How would I know? Well, don't just stand there, Dave. Go on to the front door. Where's Henry? Why can't Henry take care of some of this? I have no idea where Henry is. All right, Mr. Aldridge, I answered the door. Yes, it wasn't a Mr. Wilson, was it? No, it's just the express man with our baggage. What's that? Father didn't want to lug it because he was so tired. Oh, Oh. Now, don't you lift a finger, Sam. You let that fellow out there bring everything in. Oh, yes. Are all those... All those... Is that your baggage? Yes, I told them to take them around and bring them in the back way so we won't scratch up the front hall. Sam! Yes, Betty? I forgot to tell Alice we brought our own sheets and pillowcases and our own towels. What's that? Enough to last for three days. Well, that's fine. Sam, who was it? Nothing, Alice. Just the man with the Anderson sheets and towels. But the Andersons what? But they say they can only be with us for three days. What's that? I mean, oh, only three days? Why, we certainly thought you could be with us at least, at least. Hello, Henry, am I late? Homer, is that you? Yes, Mrs. Aldridge. I would have been here sooner, only my father couldn't come at the last minute. What's that? Just my mother could make it. Hello, Sam. Oh, I do hope you understand Will's not being able to come along. Why, that's quite all right, Elizabeth. We'll try to understand, won't we, Alice? Yes, yes. Well, anyway, Sam, happy birthday. Happy birthday? Yes. Yes, isn't that what you're celebrating? No, Elizabeth, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Oh, well, anyway, I know you're celebrating something. Oh, isn't that Grandmother Anderson I see in there? Why, Grandmother Anderson. Boy, am I looking forward to dinner. To dinner, dear? Sure. Just for dinner? You can't stay overnight? Well, I guess I could. Where's Henry? I wish I knew. There he is, Mr. Aldrich. There he is, right out in front. Where, Kathleen? Don't you see him? He just got out of that taxi. Henry, where have you been? Look, Father, look who I found. Dear, who is it? Can't you see? It's Mr. Wilson and his wife and children. I told them you wanted them to stay overnight. What's that? Let me look at this list once more. Quiet, Sam. Do you want to wake everyone in the house up? No one can hear us here in the kitchen, Alice. I just want to look at the list and see where everyone is sleeping. Just a moment while I turn this other light on. Now, let's see. Bob and Betty Anderson are in... They're in our room, dear. Oh, yes. Kathleen is in with Mary. Where's Grandmother? She's in Henry's room. Oh, yes. And Mr. and Mrs. Wilson are in the guest room. And their daughter's on the sofa in the living room. And their son's on that cot in the dining room. Oh, yes. Then I'm going to sleep on that cot I put out beside Mary and Kathleen. Yeah? And where is it grandmother sleeping? Well, I told you, in Henry's room. I sent Henry over to stay with Homer. I realize that, Alice. Well, it worked out very well. I thought so, too. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where am I? You, dear. Don't I have you on this list? Let's go through it once more. Sam, I guess I don't have you. 
That's a fine thing. Well, dear, you've got to lie down someplace. You've had a hard day. Why, uh, why... What were you going to suggest? No, I guess the Wilson boy couldn't possibly sleep with Grandmother. No, dear, no. We all agreed that Grandmother better sleep alone. How about... How about... No. Of course. Yes? There's that old blanket that Henry's goat used to sleep on. But I frankly don't think you'd be comfortable on that. No. But I might take a couple of leaves from the dining room table and put them across the bathtub. What? And just lie there holding the bathroom schedule. Now, Sam, I'm doing the best I can. I know, Alice, but I've got to do some work tomorrow. I can't just stand up against the wall all night. Mother! Alice, who's that? Sam, it's Henry. Yes, dear? Mother, I want to tell you something. Not so loud, Henry. Did you forget something? Forget something? What was it? She doesn't know. Your mother's asking you. Why are you back? I can't sleep over at Homer's. Why not? Well, Homer's Uncle Joe showed up on a furlough, and he brought two soldiers along with him. What's that? So I had to come home. Sam, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. It's Grandmother that's messing up the whole works. What are you walking out of the room like that for? I'm going to answer the telephone. Would you like me to, Father? Hello? Hello. Do you have a Mr. Wilson there? Yes. Could I speak to him, please? Why, he can't come to the phone right this minute. Could I take a message? This is the mansion house. Mr. Wilson had his name on our reservation list and asked us to give him a call if anything turned up. Yes? We've just found one bed. If he doesn't mind, it's being in a room with another gentleman, a Mr. Wiggins from Battle Creek. Yes? Good. Hold it. Henry? Yes, Father? Come with me. Where to? We're going to sleep with a man with the name of Wiggins from Battle Creek. tuned in, won't you? The Aldrich's sleeping problems aren't quite solved even yet. forget, will you, friends? Postum comes in two economical forms. Postum, which you brew in pot percolator or drip maker, and instant postum, which is dissolved instantly in your cup by adding boiling water. Both have the same unbeatable postum flavor. So no matter which you enjoy, you can't help but say sincerely what a swell drink postum is. be sure not to wake up Mr. Wiggins. But, gee whiz, I can't see the button in my pajamas. Get into bed. I am in bed. I'm trying... I'm trying... Father, where are you? I'm right over here. You're not in here with me? Well, gee whiz, who's this I button my pajamas to? Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with your favorite youngster, his family, and his pals. The Aldrich Family is written by Clifford Goldsmith. 
The original musical score is conducted by Jack Miller. And this is Dan Seymour saying, your host tonight is Postum. And Postum is one of America's great mealtime drinks. It's good drinking. According to the research I have done, this show begins the one year in which Dickie Jones plays the role of Henry. Now, remember, at the beginning and at the end of the run, Ezra Stone, who is the most famous Henry, plays the role. But he went into the army in 1942. That's when Norman Tokar took over the role of Henry from 1942 to 1943. The last couple of shows had Norman Tokar as Henry. You could tell a little bit of the voice difference. Now with Dickie Jones, I think you can tell even a little bit more difference. And he played Henry until the fall of 1944. We'll have a number of episodes with Dickie Jones as Henry. Remember, check out my appearance on the Amazing World of Radio podcast on March 15th. And make sure you go out and order some Magic Mind from magicmind.co forward slash classic comedy. Redeem that discount code, Classic Comedy 20. But don't wait. 56% discount on a subscription only lasts 10 days from our episode airing date. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Until next time, in the words of Napoleon Hill, most great people have attained their greatest success just one step beyond their greatest failure.